Blog Talk Radio. Do you notice that God is all around you in everyone and everything? What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Okay, let's say yes to spirit. Good morning, this is Tracy. And this is Leslie. And we are here to encourage you on your spiritual path. Our theme today is going to be all about listening to spirit. What does it mean to listen to the voice of spirit? How can you do that? And um, we'll talk about some ways that we listen to spirit. But before we do that, we always want to go back and connect the dots for those of you who are listening last week or for those of you who've listened to the recording of previous sessions. And um, last week we talked about ego, and, and my ego is screaming out to say, who is that voice that introduced us, Tracy? I loved that. We have like an intro now. We have, yeah. we have a boy. <laughs> we have a man. Energy. Our announced, featured announcer yeah. for today is Chris Trelawney Ross. Yay, Chris. Thank you so Yay, much. Chris. I love that. I love that accent, and I just love that. That was fun. Um, but I think it is funny that we did talk about ego last week, and it seemed like I saw a lot of my ego coming out. And in, in um, Reverend Petra's talk yesterday at CSL, she actually talked about the journey to Christ consciousness and kind of the process of how we go through, uh, you know, starting out and having a healthy ego is kind of the first step and, and the second step, and then we have to put the ego aside, she said. And I thought that was an interesting way to phrase it, put the ego aside versus how I was saying last week, kill it. <laughs> Maybe not kill it. I mean, that was, may have been my own uh, issue coming out there. But putting it aside sounded very nice. So <laughs> I, I really heard that when she said that yesterday. And then we had a comment from... Sharon that she posted on the internet that talked about uh, whether we talked about last week about the idea of can ego forgive and um, she said when left on autopilot ego will think it, it, it is in its best interest to not forgive ego wants to be right and if it forgives that might indicate that ego is wrong and I really really agree with that I think that was very good oh yeah that that's so true ego wants to be right so we pay ego to be right. <laughs> and sometimes, yeah, we just are right there in it and don't even see it. So I think all of us that are seeing it, I think we get a lot of points for even in the journey of it, understanding that it's a process. And uh, and we're going forward. Did you have any ego moments, Tracy? Any, has that ever come up for you anymore in your <laughs> Oh, just like a million times a day. Yeah. And it's fun to notice it and then go, okay, is that who I really want to be in the world or mm-hmm. not? And we talked last week about asking that ourselves that question, what would love do? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, ego pops up 
all day long, every day, and I feel really good when I notice. I'm saying, wait, 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 what's that feeling? Why am I thinking that? And then making a conscious choice mm-hmm. to not let ego be in control of every waking moment, you know. Kind of like a percentage. Today, ego was 40%. I was, you know, 60% Christ consciousness. So there you go. That's, that is huge. That is yeah. huge. Because, you know, I think sometimes we make the mistake of expecting ourselves to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Ego will never rule or, you know, I will be in full Christ consciousness every moment of every day. And that's probably not possible as we are living a human life. So um, being mindful and being paying attention will make a big difference. I think that's right. And, you know, it's so funny as you were saying that, my ego was saying, I can be perfect. I can be perfect. <laughs> I tell you, my ego is that subtle, though, because it really was. It was like, oh, no, I can, you know, if I get to well, it, when I, I get to it, I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to be the one walking through walls. And, you know, and I guess there is a really a part of me that believes that is a possibility even in this human form. But I think I think that's probably a bit of my ego because I would want to do it like on Oprah. <laughs> where everybody, could, where everybody would know it was me doing it, right? Not, not just in the privacy of my own home. Yeah, and so we had a couple of other people with comments, and so if you're listening and you are, you know, interested in what other people had to say, please go to the show webpage, and then when you look at the show on ego, you'll notice near the bottom of that section it says comments. You can click on that, and you can see all the comments that were written, and you can add your comments to any of the shows in that same way by commenting in the comment section. Yeah, I learned that this week. Each show has its own comment section. I was not really catching on to that, so you kind of have to really look under each show to see the specific comments about that show. Right, and that's true whether you are listening live or whether you are listening to the recording. You can add comments at any time. So let's uh, take a really quick 30-second break, and then we'll come back and jump into today's theme of listening. encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Tracy and Leslie, and we are back live. Uh, Thanks for listening this morning, um, which is perfect because our theme is listening, (laughs) but listening to spirit, listening to spirit. Have you ever felt as if someone had turned the lights out on your life and gone home? When you need guidance, you may feel this way. But you always have a guide with you. You always have the presence of God with you to show you the way out into the light again. That's an opening paragraph from a booklet from the Unity School of Christianity, and the name of the booklet is Guidance. And often when we are listening, isn't that what we're listening for? We're listening for direction for what we should do next in our lives. We're listening for 
guidance for how to turn a challenging situation around. We're listening for that whisper of a voice that tells us either through our thoughts, our feelings, a nudge, an intuition. We're listening to know how we can say yes to spirit, Mm -hmm. how we can move forward really being um, um, I was going to say in alignment with, but but being guided by the voice of spirit. So another um, comment in this booklet called Guidance reminds us about the truth. The truth about you is that you are a child of God. This is important for you to know because as a child of God, you have the mind of God. Because you have the mind of God, you have the intelligence and the wisdom to make good decisions. You also have the heart of God. Because you have the heart of God, you have the courage and the compassion to make good decisions. So what we'll be talking about in today's show is just that. If if you believe you are a child of God with access to and with the mind of God and the heart of God, and things are going on in your daily life, what are what can you do to really listen and go beyond where we were last week with ego, mm-hmm. put ego aside, mm-hmm. as Leslie referred to Dr. Petra, Dr. Reverend Petra's comments yesterday, um, and move into that space of truly listening. And I think, you know, we are always listening. At least I'm always listening. It's just really a matter of what am I listening to. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I've and i really been through a journey with this. Can we make it all about me for just a minute, Tracy? Only, <laughs> only for a minute. Felicia, I, I, I had some, some trauma drama in my childhood, which I think some people do. And I had a very strong tape um, of, a, of a voice that I would hear in my head. And now let's not all jump to conclusions. I didn't name the voice, and it didn't, like, take over time and space for me. But um, it was it was very much of a bully. I called it the bully. And it was a very clear, loud mantra in my head that I was an idiot, I'm bad, I'm wrong, how could anybody do that kind of thing. It was a constant drool. And I would listen to that because it was loud and it was bellowing. And really, um, about 10 years ago, I had to really set aside time and spend a lot of money in therapy and fight the bully. And it was about a six-month process of in my mind. Do I sound really crazy? Should I just shut up now? Tracy's looking at me like, oh, my goodness, people are listening, Leslie. But, um, you know, I really had that fight in my mind because I was listening to the bully. And I, you know, had a very clear message from a therapist and spiritual advisors that I had to make a choice. Was I going to continue listening to the bully or was I going to start listening and, and give some other voice an opportunity to be heard? And um, and that was an interesting six months. It was it was really almost a year actually. And and the, you know the bully is very not around so much anymore. But I certainly know when he gets triggered. You know he kind of I really understand the power that he had. And I'm very aware that I want to keep that power within the Christ consciousness, within who I am now, not who I was, and not who um, who the bully was. And at some point in some future show, we might talk about, you know, the bully served a purpose. And I think there's some Absolutely. wisdom to that at some point. But, you know, at 42 at the time, you know, he didn't serve a purpose then. But it was an interesting thing. So I was listening to the bully. I wasn't listening to the Christ consciousness. And 
And so I had to make a choice. Yeah, I think think that point of we are listening all the time, it it bears repeating because we are always acting from whatever we're listening to. Right. Whatever inner voice Mm -hmm. we're listening to. So, um, you know, and sometimes we point the finger outwards and say, oh, no, that's the voice of my mother or that's the voice of my fourth grade teacher or that's the (laughs) voice of the preacher of the church I grew up in. But really, we're listening from the inside. Right. Which voice do we want to choose? And so if we're saying yes to spirit and that's that's what our intention is, Mm -hmm. then we have to find a way to turn off the voice of the bully or turn down the volume on that channel. Right. On channel B U L L Y and turn up the yeah. volume or move the radio dial, you know, up the dial mm-hmm. to, you know, the Christ consciousness station. Christ consciousness channel. Oh, I like it. That's me. I like it. So you heard it first here on Say <laughs> Yes to Trademark Spirit. That. Yeah that uh, we are <laughs> dialing in to radio station CCC. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's not easy always mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of practice. It's easier, much easier for me to do that now. Right. But because you're aware of it. Because I'm aware of it and I have an intention. I mm-hmm. choose to do it. I've tried a lot of things to figure out how I can do that, and I think we all do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's... Um, Maybe that's a place to to spend a little time with. How do you, how do I, how do listeners, you know, how do you tap into and listen to, identify and listen to the voice of spirit? Well, the first, first step really is to identify because, you know, I think initially the the bully was so familiar to me, you know, I didn't really see him as, bad, I just saw him as who I was. You know, I didn't really understand that there was a choice to be someone else besides that. And, um, you know, I think talking to each other and sharing our experience with each other is the way we get that first little aha of, oh my gosh, you mean this maybe, you know, maybe I have a choice? Maybe I don't have to listen to this role of self-condemnation 24-7? It's all I've heard. It's all I know. And so really, and that's one of the really important things I hope this program does, it certainly does for me, it reminds me that I have a choice, and it reminds me that I have a community, and um, that I have a community of people that I can talk to, and that can talk to me, and that I can learn from, and that can spark new thoughts, and because if we don't talk about this stuff, you know, it, it, it doesn't ripple out, and again, I just really, I think that's the most powerful thing we can do in the world, is kind of just talk about this stuff to keep the energy behind it going forward, so who am I listening to, and how do I know who that is? You know, who, because it may be so familiar, I might think that's the Christ consciousness or I might think that's all there is and, and how do I get a sense of, you know, what is healthy? And if it's saying you're an idiot and you're wrong, Leslie, that's probably not the Christ. You know, I had to figure that out, though. I really, you know, I really didn't understand that those messages weren't just the way it was. Yeah, and that makes sense because for so many of us as adults, we do only hear the voice of the messages we got when we were growing up. So if they were not affirming messages, if they were not the messages of the attributes of God, if they were not about love and beauty, and you know, you right. are a part of right. that. Mm-hmm. You are 
are smart, not that you're better than anyone else, but that you are just innately good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how so few of us got that as our primary message mm-hmm. or those are as our primary messages when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. So when we are older and we are able to make a choice, um, we do need to learn to mm-hmm. even first identify mm-hmm. that that voice is there. Now I'm sitting here um, with a cup of tea and... Um, on the tea bag, there's you know an affirmation or an encouraging, inspirational statement. And today's I had not looked at it until just a couple of minutes ago as you were talking. And it says, "Feel great, act great, and approve of yourself." Awesome. <laughs> Feel Thank you, tea bag. Right. Thank you, tea bag. Thank you, Yogi Tea. <laughs> Oh, we should have an advertisement for Yogi Tea. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Yogi Tea to be a sponsor Get some other show. guy's voice to talk about Yogi Tea. Feel great, act great, and approve of yourself. When you're listening to the voice of spirit, you will feel great. You will act great. You will approve of yourself. And so it's what you were saying. I mean, real, literally, I looked mm-hmm. at that as you were saying, you know, re- about replacing the messages right, uh, so that you can listen to something else. And we're accountable for that. We're accountable to change our messages, I think. And I think that's a big thing because, you know, I'm not that kid that whatever was happening was happening to me when I'm 33, 23, 43. You know, I'm accountable for my voices now. And I think a long time I would sit back and say, oh, I'm not accountable for that. That was, you know. But once I hit 18, 19, 20, you know, it's on me. It's on me to look at what am I choosing to listen to and and how do I move forward into listening and to creating a, well, here's a question, Tracy. Do we create the positive voice, or is it there? I think it's probably there. It's just covered up. So we have to somehow figure out a, a way, a method to still our minds to hear what's already there, right? I think. Agree with me, Tracy. I think it's there. I, I, well, not even I think. I know okay. with no question that the positive voice, the voice of love, mm-hmm. the voice of spirit saying, you are whole, you are perfect, you are fine, you really are all right. You know, mm-hmm. you're okay, kid. You're whole, you're okay. Right. I, I believe that voice is, I know that voice is there. When we are born, we come into the world, into human form, knowing that. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. We unlearn it mm-hmm. as we are growing up, being socialized, having a human experience, learning what's right and wrong in the culture we grow up in, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, right. And we hear other voices that are louder mm-hmm. or that are repeated more often. So, yes, when we become 18, 21, 41, 81, right, at some when point. we choose, decide to choose who we want to be in the world and how we want to be in the world, then, yes, then we decide what voice mm-hmm. to listen to. And I think one of the reasons we often refer to the voice of spirit as being that voice that whisper right. is because it's been constant all along, but it's been drowned out by louder, more insistent voices, and so we're not accustomed, we're not as trained yeah. mm-hmm. to listen to it. You know what, and I think that's really true, and it's, it goes back to that daily practice yes. of figuring out a way to steal that mind. Um, I've had a very unsteal mind this week, and I had a friend uh, Jennifer, who I'll talk to, uh, talk, say her name, give her a little 
a little credit for this. She taught me a new little meditation technique. So why don't you share that after we take a little break? It's like a tease, isn't it? Come back and you'll hear us. <laughs> We're getting on just like radio. So I'm just kind of like giddy with excitement. Okay. So 30 seconds, we'll be back. That would be very cool. I would love to hear somebody that would call in maybe and talk about listening because we're saying yes to spirit, encouraging you and your spiritual path. And um, the more we share our spiritual path with each other, uh, I think it's more fun to hear other people's voices as well, even though I do like hearing Tracy's voice and I sure love my voice. But So tell us the about meditation. the meditation that is an example. The meditation she said was, and I forget where she got it, but obviously it's a it's an ancient tradition of when you're trying to focus on the breath, that as you're breathing in, you pull your index finger up and you have the word hong in your mind, and then as you release the breath, you let the index finger go down and you have the word saw. Okay, so go back for a minute. So you're... Meditating. I'm meditating. Sitting quietly. Sitting quietly, and my mind is going crazy, and I can't listen to everything that's going on. So, what do you do with your hands first? So, oh, you're you're being a good teacher, aren't you, there, Tracy? You have your hands. Well, I can uh, see you, but they can't. (laughs) I'm watching you. Do we even have a webcam? (laughs) Yes, we do have a webcam. Oh, well, not today. But then we have to wear something (laughs) other than like. But that's a very good point. Okay, so start over and wait. The purpose of this conversation, this Mm -hmm. example, is what? Is to quiet my mind because when I'm in meditation, many times my mind is going a million miles a minute and I can't get my focus on to the breath. So there's no hope to listen to the small, still voice if I'm into my mind. Okay, so this is something that we could do that would help us hear the voice. Mm-hmm. and be able to listen more clearly to the voice. Right. Okay, so I'm sitting and? So you're sitting and you have your hands up, in the palms up in your lap, and as you're breathing, you kind of have an imaginary string from your breath, from your mouth or your nose to your index finger. And as you breathe in, you pull that index finger up and you have the thought or the mantra, Hong, and then as you exhale, the index finger goes back down and you have the mantra word, saw. And so you pull in on the breath, hong, and then you release on the breath, saw. And it, and it really was interesting because it connected my finger to that breath too and it calmed my mind. It settled all those other little voices away and really got me in touch or had the ability to listen to that small, still voice. That makes a lot of sense um, because one of the things we know about the brain is the brain never really stops mm. activity. Mm-hmm. And so often in meditation, people you know, will talk about monkey mind or their thoughts are right. all over the place. 
And so if you direct the brain to focus on one thing, it will focus on that. So that really oh, makes sense. Oh, that hong fa. Hong fa. And your brain then, all the activity is going there until it can then just kind of relax because mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I've got something to focus on. I can clear out all the other places. Right. It fades after a while in the meditation and then right. you're just, yeah, with a small still voice. Wow, that is great. Thank you, Jennifer. That was a good little tip. Anyone else that wants to give me tips for the week? Feel yes. free. We love you, Jennifer. Exactly. And as you heard our fabulous announcers say, if you have a tip, please call in and uh, or a practice that you use that helps you hear and listen to the voice of spirit. The dial-in number is area code 347-850-1523. That's 347-850-1523. And and I just love hearing Chris's voice so much. We're going to have him say it one more time. Maybe. (laughs) You punched it. If the technology works. Uh I saw you punch it. Call in during the show with your comments or questions. 347-850-1523. This sounds better in that accent, doesn't it? Jennifer's actually from England, too, so she talks in that accent. Yeah. So one of the great things about doing the show and having a community of people who are really um, wanting to and uh, committed to saying yes to spirit is that we have people volunteer to do great things like uh, record the show intro and the promos. And if you'd like to do that, just let us know. We can make that happen, and you could be our guest announcer one week. So... Um, What are some of the other things that we can do to um, identify and then to listen to the voice of spirit? I I love that example of the meditation. And I was thinking that, you know, what do I do? How do I I listen to the voice of spirit? And meditation in general Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. a practice came to me immediately. That is what I do and I one of the main things that I do. And what I've learned is that, it's a cumulative effect. I mean, you know, so it's uh-huh. It's I can listen to the voice of spirit in the meditation right now that I do, you know, the one that I did this morning. But being able to really listen mm-hmm. is the effect of, you know, years and years of, of meditating. So I, it's almost like my subconscious is trained mm-hmm. that this is now the time to be quiet and be still and and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, not go into a meditation with any expectation most of the time, mm-hmm. just general guidance. You know, what's for me to pay attention to now or what should um what could I be thinking about or you know, what should I do next? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there is a very specific question, but often for me it's just let me listen to what my inner voice has mm-hmm. for me today. I've heard you say the word, you were going to take something and let it marinate. Yeah. And I love that, Tracy, when you say that, because I think that's, that's, that's a very clear um, visual for me, because it's like you're sitting in, the, you know, in, a, in a bat of uh, you know, Christ consciousness, and you're just marinating, and you're just letting that Christ consciousness seep up into you, and then you come away with whatever the answer or whatever the direction or whatever the idea 
that you were looking yeah. for. When I get when I get thrown on the grill and the coals <laughs> are really hot. Is that when you want to be there? That right. I've been marinated uh-huh. in this great, you know, savory, fabulous sauce. Right. So that whatever the hot coals are gonna do to me, I'll be cooked to perfection. I love that. Awesome. That's a great, great, great. That's very cool. Pretty silly, but but it but it's very visual. And it's very true because if you didn't marinate, you would just get burned up and you just kind of turn into a crispy critter. Right. Be, like mm-hmm. burned on the outside, dried mm-hmm. up on the inside, mm-hmm. and that's not the way I want my life mm-hmm. to be. Now, yesterday, um, I also another way that I listened, and often it's more intentional. Um, yesterday, I walked the labyrinth. Mm. outside of Unity Church of Dallas and, you know, many spiritual centers and other organizations make labyrinths available for a spiritual practice. I mean, Center for Spiritual Living, Dallas has a portable labyrinth that we use on at events and right. we share with others. There are a number of local Places where you can go walk a labyrinth outdoors. Oh, I didn't know Unity had one on Forest. And the Unity Dallas on Forest has two, actually, out in the far north parking lot. Oh, really? Painted that are available. Um, Richland College in North Dallas has a beautiful outdoor labyrinth that is maintained by their horticulture students. Really? So each season the plants and the, you know, the the flowers or the grasses or the plants that surround the path are change because oh, the horticultural students cool. don't maintain it. But all over the country, there are, you know, are labyrinths mm-hmm. that, you know, if you did an Internet search for labyrinth and outdoor mm-hmm. or labyrinth and public, in your city or town, mm-hmm. you would find labyrinths. And so the the idea of walking the labyrinth, you know, there's only one way in, one path into the center, and one path out. It's not a maze. It's not a test of, oh, <laughs> if I will I be able to do it? Path, will I hit a dead end? You will not hit a dead mm. end on a labyrinth. You walk and follow the path as it is designed as it is either designed into the ground or as it is, you know, drawn onto, you know, whatever surface you're walking on. And that path is a time for reflection. So when I walk a labyrinth, usually Mm. I will ask a specific question or guidance on a specific issue at the very beginning before I step onto the labyrinth. And then I'll just keep repeating that as I walk. It's it's like a walking meditation. Oh, cool. And so, you know, asking that question or stating that intention as you go into center and then being in the center knowing that the most powerful of um, the energy of God, the energy mm. of spirit is there and has the answer and the guidance for mm-hmm. you. And sometimes that does come to me as a specific you know, word or phrase, mm-hmm. but often it's just a feeling of peace, and then leaving, you walk back out, and it's like, for me yesterday, it was like walking toward the answer, allowing the answer to come into me and mm-hmm. through me and mm-hmm. be in my awareness, 
and then walking out. Mm. And it was really fascinating. Mm. Some of you who, um, it's always really good. Yesterday was really fascinating and powerful. I went in with an intention about listening for, um, well, I went in with an intention actually about being grateful for being in the flow of goodness. So not just in the flow of money, but in the flow of goodness Mm -hmm. in the world. And as I went in and got closer and closer to center, I noticed that I began to think about um, being in the flow. But it was like the flow is out there, the flow is over there, and I'm looking at Mm -hmm. it, and I could see the flow, you know, but it wasn't available to me. Oh. And it was, and in my head I kept thinking... I kept kind of hearing, uh-huh. you know, un, like begging, unstop the flow, wow. or, you know, unblock the flow, unstop the flow. And so, you know, when you talk about the different voices, wow. that's the voice I was hearing, wow. unstop the flow, unblock the flow. But as I walked in, it became, you know, step into the flow. Mm step into mm. the flow. Like the flow is there. You're the one who's separated from it. You know, the flow mm. isn't blocked. You're blocking it if it's blocked. So step into the flow. And then as I got closer, it was very interesting because it. then I heard the voice saying, stand in the flow. Just stand in the oh, flow. Oh, wow. So step into it and just stand in it. Oh, wow. Then swim in it. <laughs> And then I walked a little bit further, and the voice wasn't saying swim in it. It was like, oh, that's way too much effort. Just float. You don't have to effort the flow. Just float in the flow. And then this voice started, you know, I'm floating in the flow, and I'm walking, I'm getting closer and closer to center. Mm. And I realized that now the voice is saying just be the flow. And when, so I'm in the center of the labyrinth, and this voice is just saying, be the flow, be the flow, you are the flow, be the flow. You know, it's not something separate from you. It is you, you, and you are a part of it. It's like, wow. And then I'm walk, when I started walking out, it, I just had this lightness. There wasn't, like, anything to do, mm-hmm. but this voice was so clear mm. without it having a sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, except the sound in my head. Right. Does that make any sense? That's unbelievable. You had so, like a whole experience there in a 20-minute deal, right? Right. And so the so those of you who are, you know, on my Facebook friends list, you saw my post this morning. It's like see others, the progression, see others in the flow, step into the flow, stand in the flow, mm-hmm. swim in the flow. Hey, relax, brute, float in the flow. Then just be the flow. The flow of goodness doesn't change. What changes is the relationship we choose to have with it. Awesome. You know, I, I never really had heard the ex- explanation of what the Lambert is, and, ah. and thank you for that because that was very interesting. And I think that's a huge metaphor for, you know, that's how life is set up. You, you really, you just have to walk, and, and there's not really any roadblocks. I think we put them up, and we tell ourselves that there's some ulterior, you know, something else out there that's going to, you know, try to destroy my efforts here. But really, no, really, no. If we just be the flow, the flow is naturally going. And if we just listen to that and just be with that, that was the most amazing experience. And it just goes naturally where it's going to go. 
and we're going to get there. It's not like a trick. Yeah, so I, I, it was so convenient to have that wow. experience yesterday and then this morning, you know, thinking about what's an example of when I listen mm-hmm. and what I do that helps me to listen to the voice of spirit and, and know that it's the voice of spirit, not the voice of ego and not the, right. the human voice. And, um, you know, and I... And I thought, oh, yeah, sometimes I go walk the labyrinth. Like, oh, yeah, like yesterday, <laughs> you Actually, know, right? And so it's a, great, it's a great and timely example. But it's just so meditating, mm-hmm. using a specific practice when you meditate. Affirmations. Saying and using affirmations that have been developed mm-hmm. as a representation of the voice of, of God of within God. us. And positive. And I, and I used that a lot when I was fighting the bully to to, you know, try to silence the bully to replace, to replace. And it was a constant thing, like maybe maybe a thousand times a day. It's it's funny, I used to have people try to write out, you know, write out all the negative things you say to yourself. I actually try to keep track of that, just even to see how full our minds can be with the negative chatter of, oh, I'm not going to get that job, or oh, you know, there's always traffic, or, you know, I'm not going to be able to talk to this person, they never answer the phone. So, um you know, kind of slowing ourselves down and doing an affirmation about what we're listening to and, um, you know, making a choice about that. Yeah, so there are, there are lots of ways that we, there are lots of things that we can do mm-hmm. that help us slow down, step aside, and listen, mm-hmm. really listen for a spiritually grounded, spiritually guided message, lesson, intention, direction. Right and get out of our human mind. Because, again, like you said, I think God is really always talking to us. Always. Always talking to us. And, I, you know, I love that. I really do believe that. And I, I know a long time I thought I was the only one that heard voices and thought that that was, you know, craziness. But I really think we're all hearing voices. It's just a matter of what we're hearing. And, and I had a voice devotion. I mean, a voice devotion. A listening devotion. <laughs> that I'll read now so that I can... Stop talking. Um, it's titled Rant and Rave. He said, I still have all 63 Blackberries for my employees in their boxes. I will return them and cancel my account right now. She tried to interrupt him, sir. I'm not kidding. This is ridiculous. I've never seen such incompetency. She tried to interrupt again. I want to help you. You need to decide right now, right now, if you want to keep my business or not. Yes, sir, I do. Who is your supervisor? I want to close my account. The customer in the Verizon store was ranting and raving in such a way he could not see or hear the salesperson was trying to tell him she could fix his problem. Watching him, I realized I, too, get so caught up in my own ranting and raving, I can't hear God's voice offering me the solution I seek. I believe when I yell, I am in fear. Fear that I won't get what I think I need, or fear that I am not going to be heard. I have a hunch God is much like that salesperson, patiently trying to get my attention. Sir, I want to help you. Yes, I can. But until I quiet myself, I cannot receive God's solution, and I just might end up returning all 63 blackberries for no reason at all. Great. And that is true, though. I mean, it's it's like that little God voice is always there if I just would stop and choose to listen. And, um, again, you know, I think we keep coming back to certain themes throughout all the different shows of choice 
You know, I think that's a huge thing, our choice of what we're going to listen to. And we can make a choice, a different choice every second. I used to think I made a choice in the morning and that was kind of stuck with it. <laughs> oh, I chose wrong this morning, the whole day screwed. <laughs> Well, so many people think they make a choice and they have to stay with it for the rest of their lives. And it's not working for me. It's like, it's not working for me, but that's the choice I made. Mm -hmm. And so I'm stuck with it. That's right, that's right. And it doesn't really have to be that way. Yeah, I love love that devotion. We don't listen to people. We also don't listen to the, the voice that says, your life could be perfect. Your mm. life could be fabulous. Mm. You mm. can have everything you want. Mm. Mm. You know, just ask and just know and just claim it and just then take action. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me, Tracy Brown? <laughs> As we talked this morning, you know, that pray and move your feet. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, do something in the direction that you know you're going. You know, that I said that that's why she's pointing at me because this morning I talked about with Tracy and trying to get some of Tracy's wisdom. You know, I, was, I like to get a shot of Tracy wisdom before we go on the air. And um, I talked to her about this idea that came to me is I've been in my mind and listening to positive things and believing God's going to intervene and, and work out all the, the you know, all of the... Um, disarray of my life right now, but I forgot the little step of actually doing something to help spirit, you know, along the way that I actually had to take the shower and, you know, put out different things to have things happen differently in my life, that the action that I take creates what I get back. And um, and I think that is an interesting, I can lay on my couch and meditate all day long, but if I don't, you know, get out, get showered and get out there and start putting out some positive action along with my positive thinking and listening to God, and I'm really not giving God an opportunity to flow. Exactly. You know, I'm kind of staying stuck in that flow, not letting it flow. Right, because you are the flow. Yes. Oh, good. Very good. See, <laughs> I am the flow. That's it. Isn't it fun? I am but isn't that, the yeah. flow. Yeah. It's not, you know, for me to let something else just happen over there. I've got to be there for it to happen mm, and for mm-hmm. me to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I've just I was thinking thinking too about what else do I do that helps me really listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, what came to mind was, you know, sometimes I sleep, and and that's mm. not, you know, there's a distinction between like sleeping and being in denial or mm-hmm. being depressed. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people, and I'm sure many. People have read this or heard of the idea of of asking a question right before you go to sleep right. and letting your subconscious work it. Because really, you know, when you're sleep, asleep, your, you know, God voice has the opportunity to do healing and to put these idea germs mm. into your head. Mm. And so, yeah, that asking for making a specific request for an answer about a question, an answer mm-hmm. to a question mm-hmm. that I have, or an answer for a challenge that I'm facing. And, you know, right before I go to sleep, you know, basically say, you know, I want the answer to this, or when I wake up I will have the answer to this and ask the question and go to sleep and not worry about it. And often... Does that work? I've never had that. I've never tried that, so... Often. I would say easily 75 to 80% of the time 
I have greater clarity really? when I wake up. And the remaining times, the answer may be there, but either I'm not trying to hear it hmm. or, <laughs> you know, or it's there, but I don't recognize that that's the answer. I wake up with an idea, but it doesn't seem to be connected. Yes. You know, I might wake yes. up with the idea of call Leslie, you know, this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not, you know, yes. I'm not connecting it. And then maybe I will call. I'll yes. remember and I'll call you. And and in our conversation, you'll say something that then I go, oh, oh. So it's not always, you mm-hmm. know, like open the encyclopedia and have that kind right. of answer but it's something that gives me more information or moves me along the way. I love that. And I cannot say I have thousands of examples of that. And, 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 and I, will t- I will have that exact same conversation. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not working on that now. I, I can't do that now. I don't have time for that now. But if I do what that little voice says, then freaky good things happen in ways that I would never have known. Isn't that the idea? <laughs> ways that I would never have known because I can't know and the ego can't know. Yeah, the lowercase high. The lowercase high, yeah. That's so true. Just follow every little intuition, every little nudge. Yeah. So um, we've got about 15 minutes remaining in the show. Let's take a one-minute break, and then we'll come back and finish up our conversation about listening and talk a little bit about what's coming up in future shows. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie Moni and Tracy Brown. Welcome back. So let's spend just a few more minutes on on specific examples of things that we do in our practice, in you know, in our lives that help us listen, mm-hmm. and get out of our own way, right. and listen to the voice of spirit. So you know, one of the things I I thought of when you were talking about asking and then going to sleep, I've asked on a piece of, in a journal book and then just let kind of free-flowing writing come out. Yeah. Try not to go in with an idea of the answer. And yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I that's have great. had some success with that. And I, um, I think a lot of times when I, that's another way of getting out of my mind. And somebody told me a trick one time to write with my left hand. Yeah, because it changes mm-hmm. the kinesiology, the whole physiology of how your brain works with your body on automatic and it has to really, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're focused on actually writing the letters and your brain is free to tell you what to write. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's very different, yeah. yeah. One of the other things that um, I have done, I don't do it as often, but if I'm trying to make a decision and I, I really want to make sure I'm not just thinking the decision but also feeling mm-hmm. the intuitive or the spiritual message, um, I will use a pendulum sometimes. Awesome. 
And, you know, but only when I'm not so invested in the answer being a certain way that I think I'm my ego is strong enough to drive the mm-hmm, answer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but to really do like a, a brief meditation or, you know, say, take some cleansing breaths and then ask the question and use the pendulum and let, you know, let my energy, you know, my spirit energy drive it to yes, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so that becomes a tool, and I know some people who use that, you know, almost daily with decisions they're making. I don't use it quite that much, but it's an option. See, that's, that's cool. There. And lightning didn't strike the house, so the whole pendulum thing, it's not like evil. <laughs> <laughs> I have that in the back of my mind every time I say that, you know, I am, I am Christ consciousness. You know, I wait for the lightnings to strike, you know, all those old messages I have. Yeah. They, they, they never go away. They never go away completely. Mine haven't yet. And another thing you taught me was um, body muscle testing. You stood up in a, she stood up in an Einstein video shop and did a little, little what it, it's in body well, testing, it, yes, right? Muscle, uh, testing. muscle testing, and uh, many people are familiar with the the use of the weight against the arms. You know, the pressure of the arms. Does your arm react? Mm-hmm. And you know, are you able to push your arm down uh, or someone else's arm down easily or not? And that tells you, you know, how strongly. They feel about something, but it's impossible to do that on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it right. It really is, and so the alternate way to do that is to hold the item you're trying to decide about, and or, or something that represents the decision you're trying to make, yes or no, and then to to take a deep breath and hold it at your solar plexus and notice whether your body rocks forward or backwards. A forward is always yes, a backwards is always no. And sometimes you won't move, which means either you don't have enough information or it really doesn't matter mm. which way you choose. Um, and so that, yeah, that mm-hmm. also is a way that I, and it's funny that, that you cool. had mentioned it. Yeah. I don't think about it. I do it a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't think about it. And yes, that is what I'm doing. I'm letting listen. the voice of spirit mm-hmm. direct my choice in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, such a great example of we have everything we need inside to know everything we need to know if we just stop and listen. Yeah. Stop and listen. An inner guidance system, we do yes, have our, one. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We have our own GPS. <laughs> so um, how about another devotion one in more the time that we have? devotion, and then we talk about maybe next week. Um, this one kind of loosely talks about listening, but um, ties back here at the end. It's titled, My Storm. You feel the blinding rain, hear the thunder roar, see the lightning bolt, but can you hear the small, still small voice calling out, it's okay, you're not alone. It may be raining on the outside, but can you still hear Jesus calling? I heard this chorus of one of my favorite Christian songs on the radio today. The day I got fired, I heard this same song driving home. I do hear the small voice calling out, it's okay, you're not alone. And I am screaming back, then stop the storm. I heard, it's okay, you're not alone, at least ten different ways today. Red birds flying everywhere around me, the call of a friend asking me to go on a walk, another friend giving me food for the road, hearing an uplifting song on the radio, I know I'm okay and not alone, yet I still want want the storm to stop. I have a hunch God pays no attention to the storm. 
The storm has only the power I give it. I wondered why do I keep my storm going? Is it habit? Is it old patterns being replayed? Is it not loving myself? I then realized even my wondering keeps the storm going. It may seem foolish to walk in a blinding, dangerous rainstorm saying, I'm okay, I'm not alone. But starting tomorrow, that is just what I'm going to choose to do. And so that's the idea, I think, a little bit about listening, even though everything on the outside is saying and telling you one thing, can you listen to a little small voice on the inside saying something completely different? And, you know, again, having the courage to step out and kind of listen to the small voice. Yeah, that's fabulous. And it's such a strong reminder. Um, what Ernest Holmes has to say about listening, um, this is from the book How to Change Your Life, and it's the chapter on how to find solutions. And he says, God is the presence and the power that knows all things and can do all things. And if you will but take your personal problem to that high summit of your own consciousness mm. and feel that the answer takes the place of the problem, then the problem will be solved. You need to know there is nothing in you that can keep this from happening. There is mm. no doubt or limitation in your mind. You should feel that the answer is established in your consciousness and is known to you right now in your present experience. To find the solution to a problem, let go of the problem and definitely expect the answer. And then he gives a kind of a recommendation of how you might do that. You might do that by saying these things. I know that my every thought and act is governed by a superior intelligence. Mm. There is something in me that knows what to do. It not only knows what to do, but it compels me to act upon what it knows. Therefore, everything I ought to do, I shall do. Anything I ought to know, I shall know. Whatever seeming problems or difficulties may confront me, with the complete assurance, I accept divine guidance. Right now, there is a, a right solution for my every problem. There is an inner, quiet, flowing stream of life that carries me surely and safely to my proper destination and to the accomplishment of my every good purpose. Wow. So when we listen, that's what we're listening for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're not listening for some voice outside of us. What a great reminder, right? We're listening for that divine intelligence that is in us every moment of every day, but we are on a different radio frequency. Wow, Tracy. You know, that is so profound. When you said that, I just thought, you know, I've spent a lifetime looking for somebody smarter than me to tell me what to do or looking for some spiritual program or spiritual trick or spiritual something that I could learn and then I would have it, right? But it's just been inside me all along. That is such a powerful shift and such a such a subtle, subtle shift. Yeah, that Ernie Holmes was a pretty wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> you just picked that book up, too, and you knew right where that was. That was very impressive. Well, I just happened to have that page folded down. Wow. Um, read that before? And uh, I guess when I read it before, 
I thought I might need that reminder yeah. uh, whenever I pick up this book. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a have about three pages bookmarked in How to Change Your Life by Ernest Holmes, and that's one of them. But that is a, that's the powerful thing, and that's kind of what we've been talking about today: is how do we slow ourselves down to listen to what we already know? It's already inside of us. Yeah. It's just a matter of choice and a matter of practice. Daily practice. Yeah, and we can't talk enough about daily practice. I think for those of you who are listening, you have already noticed the pattern Mm -hmm. that uh, we're always talking about daily practice. How does it show up? How does it help us say yes to spirit? And what are the challenges with Mm -hmm. that? It's not always easy, uh, and it's not always automatic, but it's our choice to... Keep going back to it. Keep right. going back to it. And that's why Leslie and I keep sharing our examples mm-hmm. and are so, so grateful when you email us or post a comment on the radio show comment page so that we, too, can learn from your examples. It's not just about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We want to help ourselves and you right, right, right. by sharing what you do. So, And actually, one of our... Uh, Comments on our website this week was about a possible topic, um, about expectations as being a, a possible topic. Man in Dallas sent that out, and um, and I don't seem to have it in front of me, but she was talking about how, you know, we have expectations of things and how those expectations many times create our reality, and can we shift those expectations into a more positive um, expecting good, you know, um, that's a classic. Isn't that a classic something? Expect the good. Expect good. Instead, ex- instead of expecting it really to be stormy all day long, forever and ever. I mean, I had a roommate once. I swear to God, everything. Today was a bad day. Today was going to be a bad day. And I would just say to her every morning, today might be a good day. No, it's unlikely because, you know, my boss and because, you know, my, I don't have enough money. And there's going to be too much traffic. Right. And, and I swear that was her expectation every day. And every day she found that. And... um and I just think that's an interesting topic, expectation. So thanks to Nan for that idea and um, others, people that have ideas. We'd love to hear from you for upcoming topics. Yeah, so expectations are perspectives, are perspectives, things we can do to gain new or different perspectives. Oh, very good. Is that what request. she said? Awesome. Yes, good I for you for finding up. that. Awesome. Yeah, how to be open to new perspectives. So, But next week we are going to talk about um, growing, growing and growth and how, how does saying yes to spirit fuel our growth or support our growth mm. and how can we, in saying yes to spirit, grow into um, a stronger Christ consciousness? Awesome. And that's the key. And it's a growing, and there's, you know, progress, not perfection, that we're always growing day to day. And through the choices that we make is kind of the direction that we grow. And we can talk about, and I'll think about, too, that whole idea of a seed. But, you know, you can't see it a lot of times when it's growing underneath the ground, but it's always moving towards that So come back next week and listen to growing. Growth? Growing? Growth? What is the word? Well, it's both right now. <laughs> Actually, what we have listed is growing, growing. but I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward growth. 
So um, as we close today's show, we want to thank again Elaine and Sharon and Nan for their comments last week and the people who shared comments with us in person or by email like Judith Lynn and a few other people who talked about listening to the recording of the show. Mm -hmm. We ask that you share the recording, the link to the recording with people you know who might be interested and that you come back and listen with us and participate with us in the future. Stop wishing, stop hoping. Stop complaining, start knowing, start doing, start loving, start changing. Only you can choose how you show up in the world. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.